Talk is a podcast featuring active service members discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and issues. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, your discretion is Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pit Talk pulling pits and opinions with your host, Gunny G. As you can see, I'm in the car. I had to get uh, the infamous Gunny Ram on the gram on the, on an adversity and resilience session. Before we get started, though, I want to make sure that you follow, like, and subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and follow me on social media. Leave a comment whether you like it or not. Still going to do it, but constructive criticism is greatly appreciated. Again, Follow, like, subscribe every each podcast, especially on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is that um, those are the big hitter ones, right? The big ticket ones. But hey, Gunny Graham on the gram, aka Lobo Ramirez. Hey, go ahead and introduce yourself, dog. Say hello to the listeners. Hey, hello everybody listening. Hey, my name is uh, Jaime Ramirez, Gunnery Sergeant of Marines. As of today, still on active duty, just pending that uh, retirement approval to be out this year. Son, that's what's up. Hey, uh, congratulations! Long time coming, right? Yeah, man. It's been you know, it's hard to say that. Uh, about twenty years ago, I was showing up to those uh, infamous yellow footprints, and it still seems like it was yesterday. Sometimes, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I still remember those drills just vividly. All four. (laughs) Oh yeah. Hey, I like that jersey in the back, homie. Hey, you know, she was all day, every day. You mm. know, you gotta, you gotta remember where you come from. <laughs> That's what's up, dog. That's what's up. Hey, let's get right into it, man. I don't want to take too much of your time. Just you know, use some quick sessions, quick uh, tidbits. You know, for the for the guy, you know, for the brain housing group for all Marine service members that are going through it. Um, can you can you share with us out of all the twenty years that you've almost been in? Can you share, you know? some of the most challenging duty stations and specifically, you know, what made it that chat, what made it challenging operation, tempo work, you know, extracurriculars, what, what made it so challenging for you? All right. Well, I think no matter where you go, there's always going to be a challenge. So you're going to face challenges. And that is actually one of the, one of the selling points for the Marine Corps. When applicants come and try to see a recruiter, a lot of them pick challenge as one of their uh, benefit tags, which is one of the ways that we, you know, showcase the Marine Corps. Okay. So you are going to face challenges no matter where you go, duty station, whether you're in the military or not, is just how you face those challenges and how you overcome a lot of the things, right? So challenging station. So I started off in Yuma, Arizona was my first duty station. Um, and then from there, I went to Camp Pendleton. I, I was in Camp Pendleton in two different units. From there, I got to Okinawa, Japan, also two different units. Then I went to recruiting duty up in uh, San Francisco area, you know, RSS Oakland. And many will probably think, oh, that's probably the most challenging place you were at, but it is not. You know, believe oh, it or not, you know, recruiting was very, very challenging, but I don't think it was the most challenging station-wise and work-wise. 
maybe because of the maturity and uh, rank that I already had. I was already a gunnery sergeant by then. Okay. It was very difficult. But uh, to further answer your question, I think the, the very first duty station was the most challenging. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you why. So I was 23 years old when I joined the Marine Corps. By the time I was done with boot camp, uh, MOS school and everything, I was already turning 24 years old. So I checked into the fleet, MCAS, Yuma, Arizona, as a 24-year-old PFC, right? And I was married. So, so trying to make a living with a PFC pay, with a, you know being married, uh, made it very challenging. Uh, although the Marine Corps did take care of us, you know, with the whole housing, we're staying on base housing and everything. Um, financially, I was not stable back then. So we were living payday to payday. So that is one of the reasons why now when I get young Marines telling me, oh, I want to get married, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that. You know, I don't recommend against marriage, but I tell them, make sure that everything else is going to fall into place because I had a great support system with my family. There was times that I had to hit them up for a loan, per se, like, hey, I need to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make it for my car insurance or I'm low on this. So on top of living payday to payday, I was borrowing money from people. <clears throat> so that made it difficult. Uh, that was It's a very high-tempo duty station. Those of you who know about Yuma, Arizona, you know, we have, uh, uh, what do you call, training all the time, all the time. Uh, so there's uh, the WTIs that go on, you know, so it's high tempo. So you're you're working a lot of the time, so you don't have no, a lot of time off, you know, like, like any other regular duty station where you're Monday through Friday, nine to five. And... Uh, it was very challenging because you're learning a whole new job, a whole new thing. You're married. Your wife is pregnant at the time. My wife was pregnant at the time. So it's a lot, you know. Um, how do you, did I overcome those obstacles? Well, like I said, I have great family members supporting me. Also, my peers, you know, that we had. A, I had a couple of Marines that were in the same situation as far as being married. And they kind of helped me nav- navigate through the resources that the Marine Corps had for me. I had great uh, NCOs. My sergeants at the time uh, were amazing. And also the staff NCOs actually took care of us. Yeah, that's good. That's good because I can relate, man. I remember, I remember I was turning 21 when I came in and I was already married, had two kids, right? Mm-hmm. And man, living living on base housing, paycheck to paycheck was, I mean, my granted, I didn't have a job before that. But now that I had one, it was now I'm not rich. Now I'm just living paycheck to paycheck, trying to survive to the next one, next 15 days. It was rough. You ain't lying, man, especially as a PFC trying to take care of three dependents, food, this, that, the other. You definitely have to have a a good support system, man, especially people that care about you truly, that want to be in your circle. So that's good, man. How did, you know, your first duty station, the temple, you were getting used to the temple, the job. You know, everything around the Marine Corps, being a new Marine, being a new organization, being around new people, um, professionally and uh, personally, you know, outside of you, how did that affect 
you know, personally outside of work? How did that affect you professionally trying to figure out, trying to get in the tempo, trying to get snapped in as a Marine? Can you, can you share, share a little bit about that? Yeah, so it was difficult because, like I said, I was 24 years old. Yeah. My average sergeant was 24 years old. You know, yeah, I had yeah. a, in the area I was, that I worked in, I had like five sergeants and a few corporals. I was older than most of my corporals. I'm a, I'm a, about the same age as my sergeants. So the mentality of a older, you know, adult who has already had a job, the expectation is a lot more. But learning the job is the same, you know. It's uh yes, I've held many jobs before, but it's not uh it's not uh something that I'm used to. The structure of the military, how you conduct yourself, um asking permission to leave the area during your weekend you know like that was a huge thing like i'm 24 years old i gotta ask permission to drive up to uh to san diego for the weekend because it's not uh it's not uh within the overnight limits like you know what is it so all i did is kind of like pick everybody's brain from the other pfcs were my peer group to the civilians that work with us and the and the NCOs, uh, there was good leadership. There was bad leadership. There's a, a bunch of everything, and I think that is what made it better because you learn how to be like, and you also learning how not to be like when you get there. Yeah, that's good. That's good, man. Um, <laughs> in all the twenty years, do you remember the first duty station the most, huh? So I, I, I'm never going to forget that because we had some tough times. Uh, it was tough because you're learning how to be a Marine uh, in your MOS, in the fleet. You're learning the tempo. But this is the first time I'm moving in with my wife at the time, too. So I'm learning how to be a husband. I'm learning how to, you know, be all that. Before that, I've been single my whole life. You know, I never lived with, with anybody else. I got married a little bit before I went to boot camp. So I got married in December. I went to book up in January. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of the th- there's a lot of changes. There's a lot of the expectation because you're bringing a whole new person that didn't sign up for the Marine Corps, but now she's a big part of the Marine Corps because she's your spouse. And whatever happens at home will affect you at work as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So you got it's it's crazy, especially at 24, and men are not even mature at 24. You know what I mean? They're not fully mature at 24. So that's crazy. <laughs> Me too. Same here, man. I was, it was, it was rough. The first duty station was rough, but uh, I'm glad that you made 20 years, man. Can you tell me a little bit of a gunny ram on the gram though? Tell me about that. <laughs> so that was actually, uh, it went to when I started on recruiting duty, right? Uh, so I had, you know, just my regular Instagram handle, Gunner Sun Ramirez, whatever, whatever. And then uh, I started working with uh, Gunner Sean Rivera. Then he was just like, man, you should just put uh, Gunny Ram. Because everybody would call me Ram. Like all the other recruiters, I guess Ramirez is too hard to say for some people. <laughs> so everybody just started calling me Ram, Ram, Ram. So that's where it all started. And then one day he's like, you should change your, your, uh, your screen name to Gunny Ram. So I did. And then I didn't even know how somebody was like, yeah, you just put on the on the Gram. Because I was using Instagram a lot for uh, prospecting. So if you're a recruiter out there and you're listening to this and you're crying and complaining that it's crazy that you don't want to be making phone calls, you don't want to go out and talk to people, 
hit them up on Instagram. Use your social media. Uh, that is the quickest way you're going to get in contact with somebody. And you're going to know when they saw your message and they may or may not respond. And you're also going to put a face to the to the kid you're trying to reach instead of just making phone calls. So social media has been a lot. Uh, it's been a great tool if you know how to use it correctly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's so true. That's where it all came up. It was basically my roommate that gave me that name. It rolls right off the tongue, though. I got. Yeah. I, I want. I want. I want you to touch on. You know, you touched on the very beginning of your career. What's the difference now that you're so senior? What are the difference in in challenges now that you face as a senior Marine versus a young Marine? All right. That's an easy answer. So back then, when I was a, a junior Marine, I would just be like, man, it don't matter. Whatever I think or do, it's not going to matter up, you know, because everybody's, the higher-ups are just so worried about themselves, right? Now I'm in a position where I can show the Marines facing those challenges, that I went through those challenges also. And uh, I guess the biggest challenge in that is gaining the trust and confidence of the junior Marines, who you're trying to help. Because yeah. especially when you have Marines that have like a, a bitter uh, taste about the Marine Corps already, they had some bad leadership in, in the past. And let's say they felt like a gunner sergeant in the past screwed them over. Now they're going to see me with the face of that other gunner sergeant. Mm. So I guess the the biggest challenge is gaining people's trust and see, and help them understand that you're there to help them because at the end of the day, when we accept this promotion, you know, it is, you know, with great responsibility and it's not for personal gain. Uh, mm. Are there people out there doing it for personal gain? Yes, there's people that just get promoted and they just want to be on top and they really don't care much about who stays behind. But no, if you're going to be out there, you know, preaching, you know, all this, you're going to practice what you preach. Yeah. So it's a challenge, but once you get to that level when you have a bunch of Marines and they start seeing who you are, what you're up to, then it becomes easier to help them. And in the end, they're the ones helping you because a lot of times they don't get credit, but everybody that is working with us, you know, whether it's under us with the whole rank structure, they're the ones making it happen. You just yeah. got to give them a little bit of push sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Setting an example, being consistent as a senior leader, I agree, man. That's that's the most challenging part because you're always a lot. Most of us are like, I, 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 you know, how, how can I better myself? And and that's good in a sense. And that makes sense in, in a sense. But every day, all day, it just gets a little old, man. You get people, people want to come to work, you know, yep. why, why do they want to come to work? Because they want to see Gunny Ram. You know what I'm saying? I want to go work with Gunny Ram. That's the kind, that's the kind of tempo. That's the kind of environment. That's the kind of place you want to go to work to it's a wednesday on a hump day why you want to yeah. go why are you so excited to go to work because i'm gonna work with gunny ram you know what i'm saying and so and you gotta set the conditions if you set the yeah. conditions the conditions are right you know the mission is going to get accomplished and there's going to be troop welfare and at the end of the day is going to everybody's going to walk out with a smile you know and, and and we have to remind ourselves why we came in the marine corps to begin with and then you got to understand all your Marines, every single one of your Marines had a why. You have to understand. And when you see them swaying away from what their why was, you had to reel them back in and be like, hey, remember, you said you wanted to get your education. How many classes have you done? You wanted to be physically fit. You know, what's your training uh, regimen? What are you doing to accomplish those goals? 
Sometimes yeah. you got to be reminded. I got to be reminded of a lot of things. And sometimes it'll be my junior Marines. I have a, you know, phenomenal staff sergeant that keeps, keeps me on my feet, on my on track. She's always calling me on, out on my BS. And I'll be like, you know what? You're right. I got to do a lot better on that. You know, whatever it is that we're, you know, setting goals for. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. They all have a why. You got to remind them when, they, when they're off track. That's good. That's good because you, you're right. It's not the Marine Corps why. It's their why that makes this organization so good. So that's good, man. That's good. I appreciate that. I, I took that. I put it in my toolbox, my NCO toolbox. Um, my, la- my last question for you, uh, Guns. Um, you got – can you provide anybody – this is not just for the Marines. This is for anybody that's, you know, going through, you know, a transition in job, transition in work. Um, and now senior, now they're, now they're in a leadership role, um, provide some, give them, give them something, something tangible moving forward. Like, Hey, look, yeah, I know you're going through it, but here's, here's what it is. You know, I'm, I'm telling you as this, you can do this, give them something like that. Yep. So we owe, this is mainly first for people in the service, right? We know we have a contract. Let's say it's whether four years, five years, or if you're going to do 20 years. You have to, regardless of how much time you plan on doing, you have to train yourself to get out. You know, every day is what am I going to do when I don't have this no more? You know, if something happens, if I get injured and I have to get out, which is the case with me, I'm going to be retiring at uh like eight months before the 20 year mark, because I just went through a medical board and I was found unfit for further service due to injuries that I've been dealing with for the last few years. So I've been getting myself ready, get the knowledge, uh, take care of the resources that the Marine Corps has, the Army, Navy, Air Force, they're all over the place. And I know this for a fact, because when I was stationed in San Francisco, I was using the Air Force Base Resources Center there. Uh, and kind of just prepare yourself to do something that you like. You know, you already did the Marine Corps. May or may not have been your first choice. The job that you ended up with may or may not have been what you wanted because, you know, in the Marine Corps, you must qualify for the jobs you want. You're not yeah. always going to get what you want. But yeah. as long as you're qualified, you could be a Marine. But now you got the time to prepare yourself to do what you want because now, guess what? You're not even going to be working. You're going to be making money, doing what you like. And when you have a passion to accomplish something, you're going to show up and it's always going to be a game day. It's going to be like you're going to show up to the Super Bowl every single time and you're yeah. going to knock it out. You know, it's it's, it's going to it's going to pay dividends what you put in now. Now, people that are out there that uh, are not sure and this is like non-military, let's say they're doing something they don't like. They're working at a warehouse and they don't get they're not seeing themselves getting any further not getting more pay more benefits in fact they see people as they grow they get cut from that company because the company doesn't want to pay them retirement they got to pay attention to that what's going up uh, going on above us so if i'm just a you know ground level worker i gotta see what my supervisor if they're going up or down and their managers the management see where the company's taking them if it's not a bright future they might want to start looking into something else because the last thing they want to do is end up on the unemployment list. You know, it's just it's just crazy. And one thing also for uh, my senior enlisted Marines officers, understand that once you get out, you're no longer that gunny, that master gunny. You're not that major, the lieutenant colonel, colonel, general. 
So you're gonna have to adapt to to what is out there. I was having a, on a Dakota Myers uh, live conversation uh, a few days ago, and him and I were exchanging some words, some ideas, and he brought up a good point. You know, I said the Marine Corps makes leaders. You know, they since you're in boot camp, they make you be a leader. Hey, I need a squad leader. Who's gonna fight for that spot? The guide, whatever. So you have that mentality that you want to lead in the Marine Corps, right? But it gets to a point where those leaders that the Marine Corps help make yeah. become nothing but managers. And what he explained during that thing is like, you have a whole bunch of managers, you know, and I'm talking about you, staff sergeants, you, gunnies, you, first sergeants, sorry, majors. All you're used to now is managing, but you're not looking into the great bigger picture, which is who are you leading? Are they following you? Because leadership, that's a key word, leading, you're leading who are you leading? If you're just managing, you know, everybody's just going to see, okay, that's the troop handler. Okay. He says, move right. I'm going to move right. He says, move left. I got to move left because that's the expectation. But yeah. is he going to teach me how to move left, how to move right? You know, that's what people are paying attention. That's good. That's good. Hey, you know, if you're, if you're just tuning in, uh, follow, like, subscribe, but uh, we got Gunny Ram on the gram. Um, and it's good. It's, it, you got to figure out, you know, short, long story short, tune into the session, but long story short, man, you you were telling the listeners, you know, don't forget your why. And as a senior leader, you got to put them back on track. You know, your first duty station probably is the toughest because you're right. It's for me, it was, uh, for the, you know, other people that I've, uh, you know, had conversations with, it seems like their first duty station is the roughest because they're not, they're transitioning to the whole new world. And that's fair. That's fair. Um, you got to have a good support system is what you said. Uh, you got to, that, that's gotta be, uh, one of priorities because if your home's not right and they're not being supported, that's going to affect your mission accomplishment th throughout the day. Your emotions are going to be affected. Your person personality is going to be affected. So have a good support system. Um, and dude, this was good. Hey, share, you were talking about before we started, uh, a negative plus a negative equals a positive. Can you explain that? That's basic math. math yeah, man. But you were I was talking about adversity and resilience and negative plus a negative is a positive. Explain that part. Yeah, so I believe that when there's something negative going on in your life, work, relationships, whatever, you know, it's most times tied into something positive. And then something else happens and it's also negative. So you feel like, damn, I can't catch a break. But if you start bringing all those negatives and understand what's around it, you know, it's, it's just like simple math. A negative times a negative equals a positive. Basic math, you carry the one, and it'll get you there, bro. It's just the way it is. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. And you also, you also said that, too. It's just, what is it? Carry the one. Who is the yep. one that you're talking about? Hey, at the end of the day, you got to carry yourself. Leave the victim mentality behind because ain't nobody coming to pick you up. Ain't nobody going to come to carry you. Ain't nobody coming to save you but your damn self. Hey, that's what's up. That, that's a that's a mic drop in itself right there, dog. Um, <laughs> hey, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you got a busy schedule. I appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk about adversity, resilience, um, and, and and share your story and get it out there. And 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 if you have anything else, man, uh, where can we reach you at? What are your handles so that if other people want to talk to you get to, to get to know you, where can they reach you at, dog? So you could reach me on uh, Gunny Ram on the gram if you just put that. I know it's like Gunny underscore on the underscore gram. 
Uh, you could find me there. That's mostly what I use. Uh, Facebook is more like a family page, but you could find me there also, Lobo Ramirez. And, uh, you know, send out. Uh, one thing I want to say, like, surround yourself with good leaders and look at their habits. Also see those that are not doing so great and look at their habits. And mm. that's going to make you be yourself. I know uh, not too long ago you uh, you uh, interviewed uh, Jason Pierce. He was my first my first reporting senior. His, meaning, if you're not if you're not in the military, we got fitness reports. Uh, Jason Pierce was my first uh, reporting senior. Meaning, he did my first fitness re- report. You know, back in two thousand eight, I believe. Uh, during that same time. Sergeant Major Ruiz, who is the Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps, was my company gunny at the time. And <laughs> no, I'll tell you, man, I got I got stories for days like he would teach us drill. He would have us out there. If you're a corporal above, you're practicing drill on the parade deck. So at the time, you see it like, man, why is this dude having us do all this? And the depot south, he should go back to the depot. But now you understand, like, he's not making you do nothing. He's actually taking... Time out of his day to come teach the Marines something he has already mastered. And that right there, I think, is what makes great leaders. That's good. Time. Inconvenience. Whether you want to be a leader or not, it's inconvenient. And sure. whether you choose to make the you know that inconvenience a convenience, that's what makes you a good leader. That's why he's fire major of the Marine Corps now, right? Sure. And, uh, yeah. Hey, again, dog, if you ever need anything, let me know. Hit me up. You got my number. I appreciate you uh, sharing adversity and resilience your story to get it out there uh, because you can relate it to across, across all spectrums of work and and life. So I appreciate it, dog. And if you ever need anything, like I said, hit me up. Yeah, man. Hey, before we go, big shout out to one of my motivators, Corporal Diaz Magallon. I told him I would give him a shout out. He's a big follower. So there you go. (laughs) Diaz is for you. Hey, uh, and, and uh, and I'm going to get you this, man. I'm going to send you this. Oh, you got one dog. (laughs) Hey, let me know. Yeah, hey, I, let me know, dog. I'll send I'll send you the money now. So that's dope. That's just send up. me just send me and I don't tell you a story in the back. It has all my duty stations that I've been to, so you know yeah, you could, uh, Hey, you're motivating you know. me, dog. I'm about to make one. <laughs> hey, you should, man. I I know a guy who knows a guy, so let me know and I got you. Hey, DM me, dog. Hit me up, hit me up. Yeah. I'm down for sure. Yeah, um, my and- boy, Mermaid Metals, he'll hook you up with a badass coin. <laughs> Mermaid, Mermaid Metals. That's what's yep. up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pit Talk, pulling pits and opinions with your host, Gunny G, and we out. Pit Talk is a podcast featuring active service members discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and issues. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, your discretion is Thank you.